We are Allie and Erica, certified integrative nutrition health coaches in gut and hormone health and the hosts of the podcast, Courageous Wellness. We are committed to destigmatizing conversations in the wellness space and celebrate the experiences and lessons of our guests in pursuit of physical, emotional, and spiritual wellness. Listen to Courageous Wellness wherever you get your podcasts with fresh episodes every Wednesday. Hi, peeps. Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hi, friends. This is Sarah May. This is about what to do when you hate. That's how to stop hating if you're feeling yourself in that state, and also how to recover from hate. Like if you have experienced some sort of intense version of hate that's just targeted at you because of something about you. For example, your race or your culture or just being different. Any hate at all. So it's for anybody who's been hurt or assaulted in some way. Perhaps from a person you thought you were close to. Maybe it's a peer or a coworker or a classmate or a stranger on the street. Maybe it's something you heard via the television or the radio that hurt you, that was somehow targeted at you, or just something that shocked you and upset you. Maybe you've been experiencing feelings of intolerance and hatred yourself, and that's upsetting you, and you're trying to help yourself to not do that. So in addition to this podcast, I also put a, a link on yaywithme.com slash love. And that is a list of support based um, on rights, protecting rights. And it's just an ever-growing Google Doc list. I also put a, li a link to some help that in case you've been assaulted physically or you're in a dark place emotionally, also a list, a link to some help of other forms. So this is timely for the U.S. because there's a lot of hate exploding right now and it's becoming like a virus in how it affects our sense of self and our sense of community. I went to my local gas station this morning where a man, I think he's a Sikh, not sure actually, but he usually greets me and is very warm. And today he had his window closed because he was protecting himself from other humans. And that creates this greater sense of other, of stranger. And it made me really sad that he didn't feel safe. So I know that you guys right now are listening from all over the world. You're listening from hundreds of different cities, and this is something that affects all of us. So this is for everybody. But this was a request from somebody in America. So this is in, in part dedicated to the people who are suffering right now in the United States from hate crimes and general feelings of hate toward others, because truly it's a virus. It spreads through fear and powerlessness. When you feel insecure or unsafe or just weak and unseen as a human, it's easiest to get the hurt out of your body by externalizing it. 
And that's how you kind of give yourself some power, some control over the feeling. It gives you grounding in suffering. However, you're spreading it. It creates a, a reason for others to cut off from humanity and isolate and mistrust. Racism and hate, even toward those who are racist, it's something, it's the same. It goes hand in hand. Racism and hate are racism and hate. And that is because it's a form of blindness. It's a way to cut off, to self-protect. People block themselves to the humanity of another as a way to empower themselves in the face of fear, powerlessness, and a lack of safety and comfort. And though it gives people relief, it doesn't help because it dehumanizes. It erodes the safety and confidence of society, inspiring more of itself. So this is an episode addressed to everyone who has been suffering in any form from hate or hate sibling fear, because they are two sides of the same coin. Hate and anger are primitive. It's a defense mechanism. It's a way to create some kind of grounding where you have control, and it allows you to point to something. It's the reason that people commiserate at work about a shared gripe. You know, like, oh, I can't believe our timelines have changed. But it's like that on a large scale. And this is coming up right now in large part because there's a large amount of change happening currently. There's like a, it's like popping a large zit on society that's been there all along in each individual, but it's exacerbated by the fact that there's kind of a shared reason. So this is how the virus has flared up. It gives people a, a veil to excuse their behavior and, it, and release all of the stuff that's stuck inside. There's a lot of upheaval which inspires fear, which inspires many to attempt to get grounded by pointing to, this is the reason, this is right, this is wrong, this is good, this is bad, this is self, this is other. All change is cyclical. It goes in kind of waves. And when a wave of hate and fear comes, it must be reset by an opposite and more powerful reaction of love of tolerance, of wisdom and strength. So if you are suffering from hate yourself or you've been victimized by the hate of another, I want you to remember that it's not personal. It is just a feeling that gets paired with a label. What label depends largely on circumstance, cultural circumstance. Rage is one of the most difficult emotions to tolerate. And that's why a lot of people are bad at it. They don't have the wisdom or tools to do so properly. So often they vent it any chance they get. At its core, it's unvented fear and intolerance to that fear. And it takes on an intense form, but it's still just energy. It'll take on certain ideologies, reasoning, and logic. But in its essence, it's all the same. A powerful feeling. I say that to remind you that it's not personal, and the form it takes is somewhat arbitrary. It could be over anything. For example, the color yellow, or cats. For most, it's roughly a fear of what I don't understand. 
It's a feeling that exists in your body that feels really overwhelming and intense, and you just want to make it go away. You want relief for yourself. You want to put it outside of you. However, often you can't see that because to our consciousness, we only see, I have to protect myself from them. I don't have to solve for complicated feelings inside of me. I just want to draw a line and protect myself. When you go into a hateful or, feel, or fearful state, you're not fully conscious. You're in a survival mode. Your reflective brain takes too long, so it's cut off from operation in favor of the faster parts of the brain, aka the reptilian brain. And that's because this self-protective state jacks up your adrenaline and releases testosterone, and it causes, first of all, a gushing feeling of power and energy, but it also causes you to hyper-focus on the danger or the target, which means you get simple-minded. You're on high alert. Your heart rate shoots through the roof, and your blood starts pumping, and your muscles get stronger. And this is a way of readying our body to fight or run from a threat. It's like hypervigilance. It also creates tunnel vision. But it separates you from the full experience of life, including what requires complex thinking, patience, and reflection. Usually when it happens on a mass scale, it's the baseline of insecurity that exists within all people that has been tapped into and given an outlet. By witnessing a large-scale form of hate, a person can finally expel the feelings of powerlessness and get relief while feeling justified by a popular label. Hate gives people a sense of shared power, of better than, a way to collectively bond over a common foe. When fear makes us feel defensive, anger is a way to feel powerful. So if you're in this state, or you witness someone else in this state, first of all, protect your physical safety. Get to a place where no injury will be caused. And past that, nurture. Because it's a, an assault, it hurts. And you need to actually heal that. You need to confront it and mourn it. Feel the hurt and kind of support yourself in the face of it and allow yourself to recollect and regenerate and put things in order again in the face of the, the trauma. And you should do that with the help of family, friends, and those who have walked in your shoes. Past the physical safety and healing part, you've got to get back to your wisest self, the person you know who exists above this act, the same person you were before, including your love and compassion. In other words, stay human, because you cannot be owned by something so beneath you. You are much more than this act, as we all are. To overcome a wound, you've got to remember your truest self exists no matter what happens to you. Love and tolerance and wisdom are yours always. Coming back to them will be a choice. And that choice begins with the awareness that choice exists in the first place. In times of strife and overwhelm, know thyself. Never forget who you are. The you who is not threatened or running, who is not motivated by hate, is the real you. When you are conscious, you are good, thoughtful, rational, tolerant, loving. 
when you are safe and secure and happy, this is your truth, not the reduced person who is reacting from the corner like a threatened animal, biting and untrusting. Know that at any given time, those who are blind and angry and cruel and violent are the minority. Never forget that there are many just like you who are good and loving. And just come back to your truth. Because when you remember yourself, you help others to remember themselves too. It's easy to put negative feelings outwards, just to give yourself some security, some relief. It's much harder to sit with them and witness them without acting based on them. But this sitting with the fear or sitting with the anger or sitting with the hurt, this is where you act as yourself. You honor yourself and your highest values and wisdom as a human by focusing on the actions you choose, which are the positive ones that further the good of your cause, you create space and access for others to do the same. Because what you focus on expands. I'm reminded of the dinner I had with friends a few nights ago, just how simple and powerful it was to be welcomed into my friend's home. She fed us and gave us drinks and hugs. She prepared mochi and fruit dessert. It was profound because it reminded me of the truth of the world. It reminded me where to place my focus and energy on my own power and the good in others. What you expect to see, you will see. So make sure you're looking for the right things. It's so dramatic to see what your attitude will bring back in return. It's like a reflexive experience. We create our experience with our feelings, and we also influence the experience of others. We tell them how to respond. So if you are in an angry state, you inspire others to feel angry. When you are open and present with unconditional love, you soften others. It takes two to fight. When someone engages you, they successfully externalize their virus. By reacting with wisdom and compassion, you don't allow the virus to catch. You also remind others around you who they are. Just simply by remaining in a loving state, unmoved and unafraid, consistently yourself, you hold up a mirror to another's blindness and pain. And it's when they are seen that they cannot hide. Just like the civil rights movement was successful because of peaceful protest, love and tolerance will win when you stay connected to a state of love and tolerance. Even if someone is spitting hate in your eyes, you can respond with compassion because that is who you are. No one can fight that. No one can take it down. It's the most powerful force in the world and it's yours at all times if you can just remember that fact. In moments you feel afraid or alone or that you don't understand others and their opinions, remember to stay wise. Remember that nothing is as simple as it seems. The story is always deeper. People are not stupid or pure evil. There's a reason they seem blind. And a complicated one. 
Remember that youth are more open and tolerant because they are not fixed in their beliefs. They have not yet built walls around who they are. Fear comes from a lack of exposure, and intolerance comes from a lack of tolerance in ourself. The lack of tolerance in ourself comes from a lack of tolerance that we were shown by those who raised us. Rigid and closed beliefs are attempts to create a sense of order and stability. You don't have to accept the hate of others as okay, but you can take comfort in knowing there's more to the equation. Deep down, they are human. Keep your awareness and wisdom with you at all times. You are more connected than it feels like you are, and if you lived their life, you would likely think just like they do. Just as if they lived your life, they would feel as you do now. It's not a good and evil thing. It's a fear of what is unknown thing. So stay aware and stay above it by choosing love. Love of others in their suffering and despite their blindness. Love of those who react and do not rise above. Remember your humanity and that love is a choice. Because sometimes it's really fucking hard. When you have every reason to hate or to be afraid or to believe the world is evil and that people are cruel, choose love. Connect to your intelligence. No one can make you small. No one can make you stupid. No one can make you less loving and open and accepting and wise than you are, no matter what they do. There's no power in the world that can take you away from you. There's no form of violence. There's no mass too large or too angry because who you are and the brightness you possess is yours forever. It is a truth that can always be known. In times of injury and suffering, come back to that truth that you are one among many just like you. You are loved by strangers, and you are never alone. And the humans who are capable of seeing outside their virus exist. Because of that, there will always be good in this world. It's your responsibility to them to stay connected to your truth, so that you might inspire them in their moments of need. We can all remember who we are. If you see somebody today who looks different than you do, pay them a compliment. Give a stranger a warm greeting. Open a door. Now more than ever, we need each other to remind us of our truth, one we all share. If you're in an area where you can see others who are much different than you right now, smile their way. Help someone carry their stuff. Whatever it is, outwardly show your love for humanity. Because the power of perspective gains strength in numbers. We all look to our neighbors to see the collective consciousness. It's how we get grounded. We get stronger when we see others being strong. When you empower yourself, you empower the world. So I want to do a visualization exercise right now. And if you're able, close your eyes and put a hand over your heart. I want you to picture anybody, a person who came before you, who had to endure a lot of intolerance and was challenged and stood up for good. 
someone who had to speak for the right thing to do, even when it wasn't popular or accepted by others. Imagine this person embracing you with love. Imagine this person smiling upon you and telling you to have hope. Imagine all of the people who came before you, who spoke from their hearts and did not lower themselves to hate, who changed the world, who used knowledge and respect as their power, who created conversations for shared meaning to be brought about. Remember that there are so many before us who have overcome great adversity, who have suffered the hands of haters countless times, but they never stopped their commitments to good and their belief in hope. All of those people can remind us that change and growth is inevitable because wisdom can't be unknown. There is always a good reason to have hope. You can open your eyes now. Well, friends, no matter what part of the world you are in right now, or what gender, race, religion, anything you are, you and I share a community. We feel the same things, we want the same things, we struggle with the same things, and that is because we are connected. We have a powerful connection, us humans, across time and across cultures. And that connection is our humanity. And I don't know you, but I love you. And I am invested in your happiness. Never forget that this connection exists and it exists with others throughout the world. Ultimately, humans are good. They mean well. But sometimes they get blocked by things and they don't have the tools to get out of them. So just try to remember that even when you can't understand someone else. Come from your wisest truth and remember there will always be a force of good in this world. Have hope. And don't forget to smile. Thank you.